2: the
3: following is an episode of the ace of geeks podcast we continue our spoilery discussion of andor and she hulk up to the latest episodes of both plus what all we're doing this week including homeworld murderbot and more there was a visitor during the recording this week, so uh, if you hear me and my daughter in the background, I tried to edit it out as best I could, but uh, you might pick that up. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the great big warm hug of geekdom.
2: exactly
3: just like that hello everyone yeah flawless flawless perfection welcome to the ace of geeks podcast uh and uh we're We've never had an introduction before, so I don't know why I tried to add one today. Right, We are your minute. four kooky yeah.
2: hosts, Mike, Mei Ling, Jairus, and Rowan. Four random names we could have pulled out of a hat, and you'd
0: still have no idea what we look like.
3: Well, that is actually where Jerris's name came That's from. That's true. Oh,
0: it's really that. weird you bring that up, because I was literally walked into a room, and someone was explaining to someone else how my name was Forge, and I was like... Ooh, this is what precedes <laughs> me. <Yes.
2: laughs> Using the word forged to describe that situation creates fun imagery.
0: Well, um, people yes, will yes. know what it means more than if I say sortilage, which is what was literally going on, but it's not a word people use very much. Um,
4: and also, forged just makes it feel very fantasy-esque. Yeah, I like and, the idea that words yeah. are like
0: metal. Like heat up, in the shape. Well,
4: and just like metal, they can hurt. Have
0: you ever
3: been stabbed with a word, <laughs> as I have, and you might be entitled to monetary <laughs> compensation. <laughs>
4: Have you been stabbed by a word that you just can't take enough, so you decide to Hulk out and destroy this <laughs> oh, very demeaning gala? Oh,
0: man. That last episode. Can we talk briefly
3: sir. about how cool Daredevil was?
0: Oh, yes! I, like yes. not only amazing, but also but incredibly fuckable. Yeah, well, always it's mm-hmm. crisscross. I almost spit water all over <laughs> yeah. my monitor. Yes. I don't
3: know why I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. It's very true. <laughs>
4: Well, and he knew exactly what he was doing. What he like leaned in and was like, "Your heart's beating awful fast." Heartbeat. <laughs> and she's like, "Shut up! I'm healthy." Right. And the, like the way that
0: yeah, no, it was the way it was they good. juxtaposed their powers was so like you boiled down most of her like comic superhero interactions, it was like watching uh, someone who had done their research created an archetypical uh she-hulk runs into a stealthy brooding superhero it was perfect
3: yeah except it was this so good was not well, brooding matt matt at all this was no not at all uh, super super fun matt which is uh, one of super, my favorite types of daredevil
2: mm-hmm. yeah super fun yeah. kind of flirty
0: <laughs> oh definitely the way not that... even
2: kind of flirty hella
4: flirty yeah he like drink at the her. bar he was just like oh yeah
0: yeah
3: hi i'm only He's... in town for one night you know what that means
0: here's a drink the same color as your skin i'd like to see more of it yeah that actually sounds terrible yeah i don't I don't prefer that I say yeah, no, so that I, yeah, yeah, I don't think that's why so. he like didn't to... say anything. Right.
2: Yeah, I'd like
3: to say, I'd like to see more of your skin. Generally, not a good pickup line. I, I never mean to criticize Jairus. Uh I
0: will say, perhaps it's less of a <laughs> nice pickup skin. Line. I'd
2: like to walk out of this bar wearing it. Right,
0: more of a no, more of a <laughs> sociopath. <laughs> I suppose. Then again, what are superheroes if not people with sociopathic dedication who use it for good? Um, I was about to say uh, or they have things. something
4: that rhymes or they have something that rhymes with rich parents oh Ooh. sorry I just said it out loud <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. but I really like that character no
4: it was so good like yeah. but at the same time like She-Hulk is a little too real yeah. yes. for mm-hmm. the female condition yeah. mm. and like it's it's kind of getting a little triggery, and I was just like, oh god, how are they gonna end it? And, like, I want it to end in a satisfying way, it, in that
3: it will, it's
4: Marvel. She puts all the patriarchy in their place, and that will just be really great for womankind, but, like, it really sucks that she's had to go through all that she's had mm-hmm. to go through. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, and Josh is gonna oh, die in a fire. All of so... all of that therapy group <laughs> is going to find him and freaking like take him apart bit by bit, both psychologically, emotionally, and physically. You don't fuck yes, It's ma'am. gonna be great.
0: No, it, up until yeah. <laughs> Matt started flirting, every single man on the show, especially romantically, has either failed her or stabbed her in the back. Like they set up yes. Josh yep. perfectly, and then showing us later—oh god—it made, so mad. made me how so truly manipulative, how truly fake mad. it was. And then immediately yeah. they're like, "But not all guys are like that. There is literal superheroes.
3: There is there is one person <laughs> yeah. on the face of the planet. His name is Matt Murdock, and he is—I love—I love. Wait, do you pretend to be blind? Because that's really problematic, <laughs> right? Yes, like no one really blind. <laughs>
4: okay so actually mike and i had the conversation about like episode three of she hulk where we were like okay so there's two types of superhero lawyers <laughs> there's matt murdoch who is literally doing it pro bono and doing it for the cause and then there's jennifer walters who's like hi i'm gonna get paid yeah
2: and um, I, I got you know into, like I, I got, I passed the bar to have a career. This is and this superhero exactly. thing is an inconvenience. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just like, I mean, granted, the superhero thing got her the job at the most prestigious firm in the country, but, but it's prestigious because she's suck. a decent, she she's a decent lawyer. But like Matt, mm, mm, his law like <laughs> oh <voyered.
0: laughs> like it was Part so the good the way you said that his
3: matt... law sounded like you were talking about something else
0: matt also um, maybe does not have to guess he is when he's in situations talking no. to people he knows whether or not they're lying to him uh, she mm. has this yeah. like it was such a good genre brush of this is an action hero with a like touching story this is a character in a sitcom who knows she's in a sitcom and seeing that together was freaking like magic it made me appreciate yeah. her character a lot more too because yeah there was a story in this episode that you could not have on daredevil it's too high stakes
4: yeah well and like <clears throat> when when the goons were in the hallway mike and i literally turned to each other we were like oh <gasps> It's
0: a hallway! It's a hallway! The yes. it's, it's a be... hallway! And,
4: they and then I knew,
3: I knew, as soon as I started building up to, like, oh the hallway fight's coming, I was like, they are going to, Jen is going to kill them all in two <laughs> seconds before Mac yeah. can throw a punch, and it's going to be glorious.
0: They also, they it was hid, so good. hid the whole uh, hallway in blue, whereas typically um, in hallway fight scenes, um, in Daredevil, they're either black or red lit. Um, which I thought was yeah. great yeah. staff sort of thing. Um, I, I
3: yeah. Daredevil's yellow costume is still my least favorite Daredevil costume, but it, I'm glad they went for something a little different. It's, it's, not, it's it, not a it's good look. It's not good. Yeah.
0: It's obviously well made. Uh, certainly better than most of the support group's uh, costume, up until you realize that Saracen <laughs> yes. just dresses that way, which I really love. <sighs> He's like so many vampire LARPers.
4: Yeah, no. Um, I also adore Luke mm-hmm. and how he totally had a rarity pony moment <laughs> when he was like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, the dress, the dress wants to tell me something. Oh, oh, what's that? What's that? You're bad Luke forever? Never make he- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was like, I could totally see rarity from uh, my little pony doing that exact thing it was so good it was so good and then a beautiful character
0: yeah moment. Um, a lot of times yes. you'll see characters like in here for a few scenes and then they'll dip in and you'll get to see why they're really awesome like her um uh her paralegal um oh, okay.
4: paralegal is She's fucking in, amazing best the friend moment
0: she was making that call and like anyway i should probably shouldn't have told you but i did and i was like oh I know this moment. This is such a best friends moment. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: and, this is
4: totally a best friends and moment.
2: And I was really glad that she did it too, because mm-hmm. the other lawyer was like, we we don't want to be burdening her or distracting her with this information. And the best friend was like, yeah, okay, and the moment, and then left and was like, that's crazy. I'm telling you about this. You need to know. <laughs> yeah.
0: And she really did. Yeah. It really factored into this. And the way that they attacked her, as you said. Yasu. As you Said Ling, "It's like perfectly created to embarrass and demean. Um, the merest fact that and she he... has sex, obviously something all of these men want, and yet perfectly vilified in her. Like it's it's the distillment mm. of the manosphere internet harassment technique. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope she punches right yeah, so... through the middle. Yeah, of that. I."
4: i was actually like huh i'm kind of surprised because i expected um tatiana uh, titania titan right. yeah. oh, oh i thought you were trying to, to, talk to about be the, uh... like <laughs> sorry um no so the the female Tit- villain yeah. Yeah. that they had there um i expected her to have more mm-hmm. to do in the season but I'm like, oh, the true villain villain is
2: the patriarchy.
4: Cool, 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 cool. cool. Uh, yeah. So. so
2: that's that's what gets that's what we're aiming a smash at in the finale at this point. Is they done fucked yes. up,
0: and they go and yeah. find out? Well, yeah. None yeah. of these people yeah. are. And they super fucked curious. around,
2: and now the
3: finding out is happening.
0: And if they <sighs> yeah. are in fact yeah. somehow like it seems. Like they are putting money into this laboratory that was trying to like get her blood or something. Uh, they showed mm-hmm. that bent up needle. Um, yeah. Um, and I think um, I think you were right. That guy who is asking her about all of her weaknesses, 100 percent intelligentsia. I th- it's very yeah. oh yeah, oh, Todd? yeah. 100% he's like,
2: he so I'm gross yeah. you
0: when like you reflect on it and it's extremely <laughs> obvious what he's doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and just the yeah, whole
2: yeah. the whole fucking thing where he was like oh I'm I need legal advice immediately you didn't respond within like a minute uh, I'm gonna threaten Wait, to, complain to your copy boss your boss that you're being unprofessional <gasps> yeah yeah and then I, she goes I, and he and it's literally just he's trying to date her and then flex about how he's rich and yeah. appropriating another country's culture oh, oh my
4: god yeah. yeah i was like oh so gross so gross Poor goons yeah. having to dress that... up
0: as tadpoles
1: <laughs>
0: which is hilarious yes. though yes um So I guess in the end, um, the storytelling is very effective and the characters are amazing. Oh, it's very good.
4: And like, it's what I'm really enjoying about it. And what's also kind of deeply unsettling and uncomfortable is how real Mm -hmm. it is and how like effortless the characters are coming across and the storytelling moments are coming across and just how... It's nice to see a show that's actually spotlighting it. And I actually um, told some of my, like, sixth grade students who are into, like, Marvel and things like that, especially the girls. I was like, watch She-Hulk. Understand what this world is like. Yeah. And that, you know, like, it's it's amazing, but this is what we have to deal with, ladies. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, watch this show. Yeah um and one of them was like oh, yeah i started watching it and i really liked it i was like and now i'm like oh god
2: yeah we're gonna have
4: to have conversations <laughs>
2: yeah because they're gonna <laughs> so. get to the end of episode eight and be like that was that was awful that that would wah, ne- <sighs> and you'd be like yes yeah. unfortunately yeah uh some men are truly scummy and revenge porn exists yeah. and yep. this is just yeah. that writ loud
3: yeah, this is just that, that well, made and I, the, uh a uh, TV show.
4: Yeah, I, I follow a couple female lawyers on um, TikTok. Because there's one that reads court transcripts in like a super kind of like vocal fry oh, way. And it's hilarious <laughs> and amazing and so good. Um, but she released a video where she tries to keep her professional life very separate from her tiktok Mm -hmm. right which makes sense as you should for confidentiality reasons but (laughs) she's not afraid to rip people the new one and one of those people that she ripped a new a-hole found the firm that she works for and gave a one-star review because she was mean to them oh oh my god (laughs) and it was like it was like three or four months ago but it took them that long to find her firm and basically everyone at her firm's like whoa. and she's like and i didn't get fired oh i'm so sorry <laughs> like it was wow. so good mm-hmm. so good but but yeah she just kind of talks about how like constantly getting called like honey oh, yeah. sweetheart You know, and it's just like,
2: don't accept that. The moment Todd dropped that babe in the middle of that, it was just like, oh, you're done. You're done, son. You're fully (sighs) done. So disgusting.
4: Well, I mean, it was like from episode one, that stupid, slimy-ass lawyer who was like, I'm going to get with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Or like... I I see a hot girl over there.
2: I'm going to go talk to
0: it. See? Oh God! Yes. And I, ending court was so good.
4: Oh, it was so good. It was so good. So, I am looking forward to hopefully some better moments in season one. I hope they don't leave the end of it <clears throat> in a very cliffhanger. Like yeah. I'm sure there's gonna do be some aspect of a cliffhanger, but yeah, yeah maybe I don't, like a I...
0: post credits thing, but. I have to say, while I'm enjoying, really enjoying the fourth wall breaking thing, I was very surprised to see a a fourth wall break scene in the middle. With the way that story turned out, I kind of thought, oh, is this the end? And so when she was talking about that, I myself was surprised to find that we were only halfway done. I think they have a really good way of getting you to get used to and digest the fact that this is like a short-form sitcom or short-form episodic storytelling, and I really
1: appreciate
2: that. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And I I trust the studio and the directorship of this show enough to to believe that I do not think they will leave their finale ambiguous. This does feel like an origin story arc, Mm -hmm. so they'll probably leave themselves room to go off in more directions later but i'm i would be surprised if they did not meaningfully conclude some of this bullshit that has been brewing (laughs) most of the time
3: i think they will i think they're they're very clearly following a sitcom format for the show the show is designed to be a sitcom and you don't Mm -hmm. like sitcoms do occasionally throw like Cliffhangers at the end of a season, I guess, but not uh, not like world shaking ones. Like, we're, I don't think we're gonna end up with like, is Jen alive or dead? You know, it's it's gonna be something else. You know, we'll get a post credit scene of like, oh, that person we thought was dead isn't.
2: Oh sure, yeah. yeah. If if yeah. anything, I think it'd yeah. be more likely to be uh, Jen is going to prison because. Uh, They pulled a Spider-Man on her and she's been framed for the disappearance slash
0: murders of all the Intelligentsia people. I mean, if they do that, I've just got to ask myself who in her rogues gallery did that? What's going on there? Yeah.
3: Well, they are setting up for the leader in a different movie down the line, so they could always bring them in here, I guess. But
0: True, true.
4: Yeah. But another thing I've been enjoying about She Hulk is the uh, parade of B tier, C tier oh, Marvel yes. superheroes that like actually exist, oh, yeah. but like no one yeah. really knows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of nice to see those characters get to be canonized, sort of, I guess, mm-hmm. kind of in in this universe yeah um and also just more daredevil oh yeah like this was just beautiful and lovely it was a
0: very pleasing amount of daredevil too
3: it was oh i'm sure it was
2: Mm. (laughs) (laughs) uh speaking of uh canonizing characters um has everybody seen the, the the short little blurb from Ryan Reynolds about... Oh, uh, yes. Um, yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. Dead, Deadpool 3 featuring Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in the MCU. It is
0: looking closer and closer like um, mutants in the MCU might end up being a Deadpool contrivance. Like they've well, already we got introduced already. them yes Spoil- spoiler alert but explain what's going on fully that's true wonder if that if they're gonna do that in deadpool or maybe in the new black panther the more looks amazing he's so yes. cheesy yes. Yes, he yet does. highly detailed in a realistic way i love his design
4: yeah no i'm so excited for another deadpool movie honestly it's just lovely when you see an actor who's like, This is the role I'm gonna play until I die, yeah, and I'm having fun doing it, so it. y'all can, yeah, it's like, and you all enjoy yeah. it, don't try and deny that you don't. You love this, you want all of this, so yeah, we really do. Oh my god, so speaking of Ryan Reynolds, I'm sorry, this is hilarious. I was talking with my sixth grade advisory about opinion versus fact, right? And how, like, your opinion, you're formulating your opinions based on your background, based on your experience, based on your feelings. And in order for something to become a fact, you have to either have a complete consensus amongst a population. Which is... Or you have to be able to... Yeah, it, it's it's impossible for something like for for certain qual- qualities. Um but not like quantities, you know, like we can we, we can count things. Yeah. things. Um and <laughs> So one of my boys actually raises his hand and he's like, "So I've got a fact for this room that I know will be con- um uh will be confirmed as fact." if you ask anyone in this room is ryan reynolds hot they're gonna say yes it's
0: just a fact
4: and i was just like <laughs> i was like
3: hey you know you're not you know. wrong you know
4: you're you're not wrong however it could be a fact for this population but there might be someone when we widen the population that disagrees and he's like no <laughs> they they don't have a soul <laughs> it was like there there's
0: going to be a lesbian who does not like ryan reynolds that said i think ryan reynolds looks very good Them. <laughs> ryan reynolds
4: is just incredible and i think what it is is just he's really found his niche his oh, thing yeah, yeah. and he's just living it so, you know and like free guy oh, yeah. was flipping incredible oh, and like yeah. it's yeah not, not like um, that
0: ghost action police movie he made with um <laughs> uh, what's his the name? one that
3: was trying to do men in black yeah uh, yeah ripd that's, that's the name of the it. movie jeff bridges is the person jeff no jeff yeah jeff bridges is the person you're thinking rest
0: of. in police department anyway uh <laughs> i know that we yeah. want to most... i mean the, the... please
4: no 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 go for it go for it uh,
0: i know that we wanted to mostly talk about uh murder bot since the game is all here but before we do um i'm wondering if we can talk up to episode four in andor um since i know we've that was yes? the one last
2: the last you saw was andor really getting stuck into some rebels mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. okay
3: oh <laughs> what you did there i see it
0: Yay! Also, I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, uh, I guess I should hit this roar. Also, uh, spoilers for She-Hulk.
3: Um, yeah, we sort
0: of, we sort of dodged that one immediately. Yeah. Um, so, one of the things I wanted to ask everyone about is, um, yeah. nice. How about those interpersonal <laughs> relationships in the first four episodes? Yes. Right. Like.
4: So good. So and very good. Human and real. Yeah. And also, snitches get mm-hmm. dead.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> That's true. Also, getting to see, getting to see Mon Mothma, I was not expecting.
0: Oh yeah, I, I
3: can't tell you. Oh, what... I didn't know you didn't know. Yeah, I'm so happy she's in this. Yeah.
0: I can't tell you how happy I am to discover that Mon Mothma is not happy. That there is a real social price to what she's doing, and her life is unfortunately (laughs) hellish because she has to keep these massive worlds separate. Um, It's so tragic and like needless, but you do get the sense her husband's kind of an asshole. I feel so bad for her daughter. Oh my god, it's complex, and I we love haven't it.
3: met her daughter yet, but I hear they actually pulled her daughter's name from the EU, which I think is hilarious and they wonderful. They did,
0: they did. Um, yeah, she uh, she's a teenager. Um, the other thing that I really like is uh, this occurs at the exact same time as the first episodes of uh, Rebels, and they mention uh, some rebel activity in the episode you guys haven't seen. And you kind of get a zoomed out view from the Empire's perspective before they realize what's going on. It's awesome. My
2: favorite part of episode five of Andor is when Andor, the titular character, pulls an Ewok out of his back pocket and throws it at the Imperial squadron. And they're like, oh no. And then they shoot the Ewok and the Ewok explodes like the Death Star, because it had secretly eaten like three or four uh, thermal detonators. Uh, And they do a quick flashback showing Andor uh, (laughs) force-feeding thermal detonators to an Ewok, being like,
0: get in there, get in there. It was so violent for Star Wars, and yet kind of undone by when he immediately afterwards says, it's Andor time.
4: I was with you guys until Andor time. Oh, oh yeah. Nice.
2: I mean my my favorite part my favorite part was when he finishes the mission and he walks away from the giant explosion and he's like, Alright, did my job, I'm Cassian out
0: <laughs> Cool guys, don't look at explosions.
2: Oh, oh excuse me cool guys don't look at explosions because you got to get the accent
0: in there
4: okay actually during this break mm-hmm. if you guys have not seen the trailer for violent oh night i definitely yet,
0: have oh yeah, oh, yeah i'm I watched so that, glad yeah. we're gonna talk about okay it. okay
4: we gotta okay. talk about that what, what, because what? brief segue um, into violent so-
0: night oh my god yes i'm what? so excited for that movie
4: well just just because when you said like cool guys don't look at explosions as Andor, i love how santa at one point like he blows some something up and then he's like ah i gotta look and so then he looks oh, at it, it i was like it's
0: so, oh, good. so good i was telling the, the only trailer sorry i was telling someone that he should capture a bad guy And right on his chest, Yippee Kaye! I have a machine gun.
4: I've never, I've never felt though, the power of the naughty and nice list more than in that (laughs) movie trailer though, when he was just like, "You're naughty, you're naughty." I was like, "Oh no!"
0: (laughs) Okay, andor. Um,
4: So good. Yes. It's funny because like Andor is really good,
3: but I also feel like I don't have much to say about it in a weird way. Um, cause like, like so much has happened character-wise, but so little has happened plot-wise, if that makes sense. It has yeah, a very still building,
2: brooding
0: plot.
4: Um, yeah. Okay, one thing I do want to say about Andor, I love the deputy inspector character. Oh yeah, character.
0: oh, he's such
4: yes. a good boy. I really the very like...
3: definition of not understanding how lawful good works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they... yeah,
4: but like but at the same time i love villains like this because you're like yes as a cop you should investigate the death of fellow cops even if they are scumbags Mm -hmm. um but it's just that he takes it to such a robocop level of like investigation That it just gets blown completely out of proportion and it's way over his head and it does exactly what his superior did not want to happen, mm -hmm. which was to turn the Empire's eye onto this outpost and and have them take it over. Exactly,
0: like the corporation has one power and that is the Empire's on its side as long as it can continue to produce whatever the corporation produces.
4: Yeah. Well, and what I also loved about it, he was all like gung ho and like, yes, I'm, you know, doing the good cause. And then once he got into battle, he completely right. broke. He's yeah. It yeah. was like,
2: in... yeah, it was. No, oh, it's bureaucrat. What it's what's made this character really interesting to watch for the most part, is that he is clearly out of his depth in every situation yeah. he ends up in.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: Uh, Wants to do the straight-laced cop thing. Superior says no. Wants to do the warrior guy thing. Uh, immediately, his subordinate clocks that and is like, okay, I'm going to take advantage of this person to do what I want to do and then does that. Uh, yeah. And he's yeah. once he gets down on the field and blasts start flying, he's fully out of his depth. He cracks immediately. Once a blaster is pointed at him, he fully just
0: yeah he leads his yes. people this is, this is into like pain suffering and death it's like the and death yeah worst sort of leader you'd want to have and it's very obvious in the way he tries to give them a the speech beforehand it's not just that he doesn't have charisma he simply does not lead
4: yeah no no like he desperately wants to be a leader but he just isn't but like He's just it, it's going to be really interesting to see his character, and especially now that he's gone oh, home good. in it's disgrace, so you know, like
3: and to his tiny two bedroom or one bedroom apartment and uh, Coruscant with his mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Who gave him the um, slap and hug. So, you know, that that relationship is a little complicated. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Yep. I, I would say more than a little complicated uh there's definitely some things going on i'm really intrigued by the imperial officer who mm. um tried to move in and like i don't think necessarily that she's like a rebel spy but i do think there's something on the skybox that she does not want her superiors to know oh um interesting. because the fact that she like recognized it was her skybox and like i think that's really why she was trying to move in because like
0: Starfinder. yeah. it's not i have yeah. a theory
4: it's not necessarily like a high profile case mm-hmm. so there's got to be something on that Starfinder that makes it worth her potential political assassination I, you well, know i think she also uh,
3: like doesn't think it's political assassination i think she thinks not that i don't even think she thinks she's going to get the job done better i think she just thinks that um you know it's this is how she should do the job yeah
0: i de- i have to say i really yeah. love the imperial security bureaus uh politics. office oh, politics very good um and i really like seeing how they think and how they snipe at each other and what it's like to have to be a fascist in this setting you really see it in the way that every powerful imperial in the show looks a little undead they look a little like they just got off of a slab or something like the life has been sucked out of them but i i do have a theory pursuing on what you were saying and this is based on nothing i saw in episode five so there are no spoilers here with such an object you could probably track the shipments that prove the production of the Death Star. And I bet that she has been given, like, the specific project to keep that secret, and if that gets out, it's going to lead to the events that become Rogue One. Mm That, That's interesting. that would
4: make a lot
0: of sense I've, It's wheels yeah. within Wheels within like I think we're seeing A lot of slow boiled plot uh, Is yeah. what's going on Also there was yeah. A ton of like Rebels and Fallen Order um, Stuff In the um, uh, In what's his name's Antiquity shop Like it was just filled with stuff yeah. we previously only saw In the animations
3: yeah, I think it was, you know, they just let people go hog wild.
0: There was a cookery
3: there.
4: Well, on, honestly, that character shift from, like, gruff stare down the barrel of your blaster, go ahead and pull the trigger, I dare you, to, oh my <laughs> god, Mon <laughs> Mothama, let me find you the best thing for your husband! Oh, let's go to the back! Okay, things are getting I really, really money. <laughs> <laughs> It and, was and they're great. At
0: each other's throats, but they're like a team and they're working together. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, and when uh, really she good. comes home, and immediately he's like, "What'd you get me?" and she's like, "It's going back." And the first thing that clicked is, I bet she says that a lot because she needs an excuse to make another meeting so
3: yeah that's probably true there's
0: probably an interplay there where she is showing her disfavor of her husband um by uh Mm -hmm. pursuing this rebel thing and all he's picking up on is that he does she does not respect him
4: yeah well i mean he's he doesn't have much to respect
0: it's a political marriage because this guy is fucking it beneath is. Uh, they've, they've Oh, said absolutely.
3: In, they've said in behind the scenes content that, um, on, uh, well, Interviews is what I mean by behind-the-scenes content. Uh, but they've said uh, that um, Mon Mothma and her husband, whose stupid name I don't remember, uh, were married when they were 16 as part of a political marriage on Chandrila. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's fairly common on Chandrila. Uh, awesome is not exactly the word I'd use, but I know you mean it's good storytelling. Yes, that,
0: not... <laughs> that's the detail I want to hear. That's the stuff I want to hear. see people write. And then it yeah. makes like her dedication to freedom mean something a little different because she knows she's royalty mm. but also her own life has been predetermined. It's ah, it's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we think about this rebel cell?
3: Uh, they seem uh, like a complete group of uh, uh, they don't seem like they have their shit together. <laughs>
0: True. They also rebel seem cell. extremely like the sort of characters you would see in a comic book written by leftists making fun of like the underground, uh, the weatherman underground or something. Yeah. Like the guy who's been to prison, the kid who's super idealistic, the professional, you know, that kind of stuff. It's
3: yeah.
0: Yeah. And the heist, as they explained it, that idea sounds amazing. It sounds extremely EU.
3: Yeah, well, everything about this show is a, much, is a sort of... I don't want to use the word grown-up because I hate using that mm-hmm. word to describe this, but it's more. Uh, it's a very different kind of storytelling yeah. in an EU kind of yeah. way.
0: I was. I had therapy earlier today, and I was talking about this show to my we therapist. Do. Good for you. And my therapist... That's awesome. My therapist said, you know, Rogue One is my favorite of the new Star Wars. Do you think I'd like this? And I'm like, it is... Everything that made Rogue One cool is also very present in
1: this oh show.
0: You, you can with tell,
2: with a possible exception of a blind dude chanting a mood, uh, chanting a mantra that is meditative, and then doing crazy, whacked out shit with an anti-tank rifle-style blaster. That
0: is true. There you know, are, there's not really mysticism there, but I mean, like the dialogue and the drama. Are yeah, the dialogue and the drama. Yeah. Uh,
2: also, I refuse to pour one out for the poor Sod who got Andor into this mess in the first place. He died as he lived, a lovelorn idiot. Mm. <laughs> that
3: I, I pour one out for him getting murdered by fascists. Like, everyone Fair. who gets murdered by well, fascists should get one poured out. I but, mean, d- yeah, he, it, he sort if, of re- reaped what he did so.
0: True. Yep. And if like, Bix... Vicks... Suffered for it. I get the like, yeah, this is definitely sad, but also like, dude, this is why you don't you don't talk to power. Like they're not on your side. They
3: are never on your
2: side. It's not. Yeah, but maybe maybe this time they'll be on my side (sighs) because I never. The guy's clearly a criminal. (laughs) He's he's clearly a criminal and and moving in on my girl. Surely, if I just explain the situation, blam.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: Exactly.
0: People seem to genuinely um, be affected by Andor in either a positive or negative charisma. He either gets stuck in their craw or they seem to like him without explanation. And we Mm -hmm. are now seeing that end of people's patience with him. The first three episodes uh, did a really good job of showing, like, the after effects of Andor's life on that uh, corporate world, yeah, right. it's it was very in media res. I like that we didn't get to see what was happening before, except where he was originally. Well, yes, yeah.
4: Well, and the thing is, it was it was also really cool to see the place where Andor yes. was hanging out, and the reason why he stayed there so long is that the people there are really good people, yeah. and they're tight knit. Yeah. One of and saved. so now that the empire has moved in i'm like do you know how you create a rebel uh, a rebellion this is how yeah like basically you come in and you demand things of these people and they're like um no and so it's going to be really interesting to see how that group of
2: people speak
4: against Mm -hmm.
2: uh Mm -hmm. the oppression Mm -hmm. or otherwise undermine
0: i'd be intrigued to see more rebellion going on in that world even now that andor has left
4: and also visually i just love it from the costume perspective how like everything was just so grimy and like work person but still vibrant yeah You know, like, and I love that wall with all the gloves and like, they come in, but they're all unique and it was just a beauty, like, I want like a print Mm -hmm. of that wall of gloves, you know, it's just, it's such a cool idea. And it's, it also just tickles me because that was such a brilliant storytelling with costumes You know, like, this is how these people live and how they work. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was also nice to see that socks are now canonized in the Star Wars Yeah, universe. I don't know if you guys They're heard socks.
3: about this, but the, uh, the uh, uh, seeing what's-his-name with his shoes off uh, holding nice. socks was the first time that socks had ever appeared in the oh, Star Wars universe. Oh, wow. that's
0: amazing. I really liked yeah. the uh, community anti-corp action that the whole community did like they had obviously trained in this thing because it was so simple. All it really required was them to keep a beat. And that was all the intimidation was. They did no violence. All they required to do was put a tow line on that ship. And all it took is a pilot not doing a simple check to create utter devastation. That's all it was. Yeah. And yet everything they did was super effective because it's where you have solidarity, meeting, and confidence.
3: So should we go into our yes. one thing for this week?
4: The fun thing that I'm doing this week is I am rereading the Locked Tomb series yeah. for Nona the Ninth because after Mike's um, review of Nona the Ninth of like what the hell is going on? I was like I'm going to just reread the books and I have forgotten how much I freaking love Gideon the ninth. Yes. Oh God. It's Gideon such a is just the best. And like, Oh my gosh, I wish she was real and that she was my friend. Yes. Cause like, Oh my God. It would just, it would just be so great. And like, um, I'm basically halfway through the book and like they're, they're uncovering the mystery so they're starting to unravel the mystery and it's it's just it's so good and i'm like i only have i have so little time to listen to audiobooks Mm -hmm. now that i'm like "Hmm, i have to find ways to like either assign more grading so i have something that i need to like (laughs) listen to things during but it's just it's a fantastic book um and yeah, so that's what I've been doing.
0: Awesome. Um, I have uh, oh. been playing Overwatch 2. Um, I, was, I was really on the fence about whether or not I was going to play Overwatch 2. I thought for a bit that I would use the fact that they were going to carve out the space in existence where Overwatch 1 was and completely replace that with overwatch 2 as an excuse to be like or i could just not play it and break this addiction um but i realized as i'm playing overwatch 2 very quickly that one of the things i did not enjoy about overwatch is that there's no exploration in it it's the same thing over and over again has now been changed and now i don't know how to play there are game modes in there i don't (sighs) know there are a lot of maps i don't know And there are characters Mm -hmm. I don't know. And they took some of my favorite characters and on some didn't change anything. And on others radically changed how they work. And so I have things to learn now. I'm exploring these spaces. I'm really liking it. And I was not into the role-playing game aspects where you build skills and every person has their own build of a character. And they didn't go with that. And so I'm, I'm feeling very much like, yeah, this is my speed. I'm enjoying what uh, they're giving me here. I love that I didn't have to pay for it. Um, and yeah. it's the same game I like. It has not solved my addiction problem.
3: Yeah. Well, you know what, uh, because I redownloaded it, you know it solved my addiction mm -hmm. problem. Uh, 2,000 players in front of you in queue.
0: Oh, yeah, so they got DDoS (laughs) attacked. It's so hard to
3: get into, (laughs) because of this stupid DDoS. Yeah, uh...
0: they got majorly attacked, and it's not all the other people's fault. They also was like, okay, you can't get into this game unless you do um, uh, factor identification, so I hope you have a phone. And it can only be phones of these specific networks, because we... Um, don't have a uh, what do you call it um, oh, coverage geez. for those others so a ton of players cannot play the game because they happen to use a small not multinational corporation phone network it's not a great opening game though oh,
3: Blizzard, pretty good yeah they also... I, I, the couple of matches I did play were I mean I played the normal mode so it wasn't you know, I don't notice a ton of stat differences and things, but it was uh, definitely very Overwatch.
0: Mm-hmm. One of my like favorite things to do with Zenyatta is just yes. give people yes. a little kick. It makes me feel like he's a martial artist. They somehow noticed people like doing that, and they made Zen Yada's, uh, uh melee attack actual do significant damage over other people's melee attack. Wow! And there's cool. kickback too. It's, he's like more oh. of a monk. It's awesome. The other thing is they have Neat. their full, first full-on wizard character. They have a character whose entire thing is magic. Not blessed by a magic foe, not knows one thing, not is a scientist but describes it as if she's a magician. This new Japanese yeah. character is a straight-up sorcerer in the Japanese style. And that's her whole thing. I love that. Yeah. So yeah, that's my thing. And she's killed me a lot. Yeah, she's... For a <laughs> she's, healer, she's very she's good. Very good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, I mean, from from what I know about white mages in Final Fantasy XIV, yes, that tracks. For yeah, a very long time, right. the class that did the best healing also did better DPS than some DPS classes. That's what <laughs> so, I never
0: went with another type of mage. They're just so good in both things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is me. Uh, rowing. go.
2: Um, I have been stressed out by school, so the stuff I've been getting into is all over the place. The new thing that I've gotten into is the Murderbot Diaries, which we didn't get to talk about, but in the course of about a week, I read almost all of them, except for the last most recent one. Um, well, the, and I think.
3: The one that you... The home that you said you had not have time to read is like a three-page yeah. short story, so...
2: Oh, I thought yeah. it was longer for some reason. No. Oh, well, that'll be really easy to read then.
3: Yeah, <laughs> when you said you wouldn't have time to read Home, I was like, I'm sure he knows what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I actually... He knows his well, I don't think I've seen yeah. Home because it wasn't in the audiobooks I was given, so I'm going to have to look for No, that.
3: you have to look it up online and read it on a webpage. It's, um... Uh, uh it's from Dr. Mensa's perspective. Uh, and it's her sort of dealing with the consequences of uh, everything she went through. Um and what that's her PTSD. Her yeah, her PTSD.
0: I they spent so much good time talking about it and his concern for her. I'm really glad that they're exploring that. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh.
0: It's it's a
4: fantastic book series and it honestly Thank you, Mike, for turning me on to it. Because when I was uh, sick with COVID um, and recovering, it was the perfect thing to just like lay down in bed and close my eyes and just listen to this amazing robot. Mm With Roaring Um,
2: Adventure, yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, and I just, I loved it so much because it's strange like it it provided a lot of insight for how other people can react to those who are different mm-hmm. than them with compassion with humanity mm-hmm. and how everyone turns out better for it mm-hmm. yeah. you know um but yeah it's it's such a it's such a great series it has a
0: really positive um view on polyamory and the way it depicts polyamory oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. is very It has like, a really healthy. positive well, view on it's just about everything. Yeah. Which is wild because yeah. the world is so depressing as we previously said and yet the characters care so much that it's like it it's not a depressing read at all. Yeah. yeah. No.
3: it's a it's, it's, uh, it's well, very it's, it's a lot like Gideon the Ninth that way and I won't say necessarily this is true about Harrow or Nona but Gideon is a very depressing setting with a very uh it's snarky and fun and caring group of characters protagonist
4: yeah, yeah. actually I would say like they both kind of have the same flavor where the main character of the book knows exactly what sort of world they're in and knows who they are and they're just doing their best to to kind of get through the day so that way they can just like have fun later if that makes sense like i mean gideon like doesn't quite have her cubicle with uh um her stories but she does have her dirty mags so
2: You know. Yes. So that's the that's the main new thing that I've been doing. Other than that, I've been dipping in back into various other games. Dipped back into uh, Cyberpunk 2077 for a little bit. Dipped back into Wonderland's, which has had more balance adjustments and is now even more fun to play, and it's a lot easier to get the better gear so that you can keep on climbing up through the ranks. Uh, been playing more Warframe because they're doing a Halloween event with fun uh, cosmetics and special weapons and stuff. Um, and the other day played a little bit of Solasta, Crown of the Magister with uh, uh, a friend. Cause I, fun. yeah, I realized that you can play it multiplayer online and it's fully cross play compatible you, across. Platforms. You can? Yeah. Oh, my friend was playing on Xbox and I was on PC nice. and it, yeah.
3: Did not know that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, we could play a game of Solasta on four different devices, and it would theoretically still work because <sighs> it's all host side processing. So, yeah,
0: yeah. what kind of game is Solasta? Uh, Solasta, Solasta is a D&D is a...
2: simulator game. Oh. It's yeah, 5e.
3: It's, it's a 5e game, um, and uh, it's interesting because you don't it's instead of having set characters you pick like personalities and classes and then those characters react but they react differently than yeah um you might expect That's or not yeah, not that you might expect they react differently depending on how you built the character uh, yeah, so basically, you don't get the same cutscene every time it yeah, sometimes leads to some weird stuff but
2: yeah instead of like alignment you choose a uh, a background and some personality traits and your background will have some traits associated with it, but you can choose against those, and those determine how your character talks to other people in the game.
0: Oh, we didn't get to talk about um, Mar- the Super Mario movie uh, trailer.
2: I'm I'm just happy that they got somebody who could do the Toad voice to play Toad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. That's good for me. As long as oh they God. can do oh. the voice, I'm pretty much set.
4: <laughs> I loved the trailer because I think that. Hundred percent would happen when a toad meets you the first time in the Mushroom Kingdom. Was like, don't touch that mushroom; it'll kill you. Oh wait, no, I lied. This one's totally fine. <laughs> Let's go.
0: And uh... a world of mushrooms. It's like
2: I have had no time to acclimate to this situation. I guess we're going. And now
0: one of them's talking to you. I also really like the battle between the Koopas and the uh, Penguins. I think it set the tone very well. Yes. Yes. The oh my God, the
4: penguins were amazing, and I loved everything about it. And the fact that they were like not backing down in the face of clearly a superior foe, mm-hmm. like, oh, so good. Very so good.
3: very good. Uh, so for me, I've been playing a lot of Homeworld this week. Uh, it is a video game from the '90s that got That's remastered good. a couple years ago uh it is very cool it's a game where you um uh take it's an rts but you take control of a fleet of ships in space uh as you travel from uh you know world to world trying to find your way to your home world while the other alien civilizations hunt you down uh for reasons you don't quite understand at the start it's a pretty good story it's a really fun controls uh it doesn't it doesn't hold your hand in any way at all ever uh so if you were looking for that uh the mission that i'm on right now for example seems to be functionally impossible uh i don't i doubt that it actually is but that is the impression that i'm getting
0: (laughs) it's the last mission of the game
3: and i can't do it i struggled a lot of games
0: that game i couldn't get very far and it's a gorgeous looking game that called to me something deep and i just couldn't function in its ui it it was Mm -hmm. wild yeah Yeah, it doesn't explain much or anything yeah like a lot of games from that
2: era you're expected to learn the game yourself through a lot of painful trial and error Yeah, I remember my dad cussing over Descent back in the day Descent
0: was so (laughs) ridiculously hard well just orienting yourself in
2: the space and keeping track of where everything is in relation to everything else in full 3D where you can flip over backwards and nothing is right side up all of the time like you think, well, my my, just... my
3: descent experience would be, I would download a demo, I would play it for a few minutes, I would crash into several walls, mm-hmm. I would delete the demo, mm-hmm. and that happened several times during the 90s. You, a new descent yeah. game would come out, I'd go, maybe this time, nope, nope. nope.
0: You'd play it and yep. think maybe 3D games aren't going to work out, and then you play later 3D games, and you're like, oh, they just did something very wrong.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was the momentum. My, I my, think. Yeah, partially. My my descent experience was uh informed entirely by turning cheats on so that I didn't have to worry about fussy piloting and that could run into all the heckin' fun. walls I wanted.
3: Yeah, there are no cheats for homeworld or I would have used them already. <laughs> oh for sure, for sure.
2: <laughs> oh man.
3: Uh all right, well, folks this has been an awesome podcast thank you so much for listening to us and enjoying us uh i hope you enjoyed us anyway uh we are the ace of geeks and you can find us on twitter at ace of geeks you can find us on uh on facebook at facebook.com slash the ace of geeks and uh you can find our website aceofgeeks.net where you can get uh, access to this podcast and our other two podcasts uh Jaris, tell them about yavin radio
0: yavin radio is an improv based comedy podcast uh, set in the star wars universe about two rebels um who are not on the front lines and decide to do a podcast about it and end up interviewing a number of fascinating characters
3: truly fascinating uh uh, uh, Rowan, tell them about Edge of Reality Although soon that'll be Mei Ling's turn
2: <laughs> Cool uh, So Edge of Reality is our actual play TTRPG Podcast uh, We have one season out right now of Kids on Brooms, Ooh. come on down And listen to Jerris, Mike And Mei Ling play Awkward hormonal teenagers At a magical high school Hidden in the heart of the American Rockies uh, All kinds what of hijinks What could go tricks. wrong So much, so much, so, so very much uh, come check it out. Parts of it are hilarious and other parts are still funny. Uh, <laughs> don't, so... <laughs> don't forget our
0: favorite non-player character, friend of the group, Jimothy. Uh, maybe, ah, maybe one of my favorite Don't voices. look at him. Don't look yeah, at Jimothy. No, never do Please that. don't look right. at Jimothy. Jimothy Heisenberg will not yeah. be perceived. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, that's the problem. Of all of the things that I heard when
2: I was editing season one... That is the one that I want on a
3: t-shirt. <laughs> uh-huh. We got to make t-shirts for a lot of stuff. Oh, we do. Uh, all right. So uh, uh, if you liked the show, if you didn't like the show, if you have thoughts for us, if you're wondering why you can hear a small child in the background for most of it, uh, please send us an email and let us know your feedback. Uh, Jerris, how do they do that?
0: A C E O F G E E K S B O D C A S T I N G at gmail.com. That's...
3: Ace of Geeks Podcasting at gmail.com. Uh, my name is Mike Fatum. Uh You can find me on Twitter at Vengeance God. You can find me on Instagram at Broken Infinity Films. And you can find me on TikTok at Vengeance God, too. Uh,. Would love to see you in any or all of those places. Uh, you can also see me every Sunday morning at 7 a.m. PT on, on Twitch.tv slash Lost Caravan RPG playing Lancer, which is a wonderful mech game mm-hmm. that you would enjoy uh, and will one day be a podcast on this network when I have some time. Um, and uh, uh, please check out the League of Swords at League of uh, It's going to be super fun and you'll love it. Um and uh, Jaris, go.
0: Hi, my name is Jaris Markopoulos. If you're interested in any of my writings on occultism or spirituality, you can find things I've written at FirstChurchOfTheMorningStar.com/blog. Um, the things I've written on there will be labeled with my name. I'm no longer the most uh, recent author, but there's a ton of good stuff on there. Not just things I've written. Um and if you're friends of mine in real life, please find me on social media. Otherwise, uh no thank you. Otherwise, go away.
4: <laughs> but like the Ace of Geeks podcast page.
0: It's yeah. true. Speaking of, Mailing, go!
4: Um hi, I'm Mailing. You can find me on TikTok at MLKitty1875. And uh yeah, that's
3: me. <laughs> Row and go.
2: Hello! Uh, I am a non-corporeal consciousness with a weird sense of humor piloting a meat and bone amalgamation Gundam that is weirdly particular about what substances constitute food. But for all intents and purposes, we are rowing. Um, I have some music you can listen to on a SoundCloud link that you can find down in the description of this episode. Lots of little deets and dudes that I've made throughout the pandemic. At some point, I will make a consolidated list of everything uh, right now, it's only the most recent half of stuff that I've made because I was trying to do a marketing thing that never had it, it didn't work out. So, yeah, uh, soon all of the his music, music
3: isn't awesome. His music is amazing. You should all yeah, go listen to it.
2: it. It's it's some of it is pretty good, actually. So that's all of us. We are humans who exist. Thank you for listening to our voices and hopefully finding them humorous, agreeable and uh worth listening to more than just this time.
3: Yeah, please listen to more episodes. We've got so many. Uh but for right now we will end the way we always do. <sighs> <sighs>
1: Hello oh, of the of Geeks
3: Geeks podcast! Of podcast. That was an Ace of Geeks Podcast. <laughs> Hello, Hello and welcome. welcome.